All right, welcome into the program. This is game time. A couple of minutes after 4 o'clock. Tom and Steven and E.P. Garth, we're glad you're with us here on this uh what is this, Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, it feels like feels like we're about a week ahead of what we really are. But anyway, we're, we're glad you're with us. Uh, I think we're going to have some fun today, Stephen. Uh, we've got... Uh, we got we got all kinds of things that we're going to do on the program. We're going to give you a chance to win some Ranger tickets. We're going to give you a chance to win some Double R Old Fashioned hamburgers from our friends over at Double R. Uh, the uh, Mike Gray from the uh, Humane Society is going to bop in and and visit with us a little bit. We'll also uh, connect with Ray Biles down in College Station at the Seven on Seven State Championships. We'll do that. Uh, the uh, Ranger Roundups coming up a little later on. And uh, we're also going to visit with uh, Mac Rhodes. Uh, pretty cool deal for Mac. Now, it, it's it's what we call perfect timing in our business. We we had scheduled Mac yesterday before we even knew about the uh, athletic director of the year award, which is pretty cool for Mac and for the entire athletic department, for that matter. Uh, it, but uh, we'll, we're going to get into some of this, some of the other things that uh, are going on in, in college athletics. And again, as we mentioned, there's a lot of a lot of change, a lot of potential change, and it's uh, it, you know, and it may happen sooner than later. So we'll get into a uh, a discussion with Mac Rhodes a little later on. A lot going on, and we'll be nice to talk to him and a, a well-deserved honor. Uh, it, it's pretty rare that you would say a football team only won two games and their AD was Athletic Director of the Year, but I think it speaks to the success that they've had in every other sport. It speaks to um, the culture that Mac has built here of success, and he's he's made some great coaching hires over the past few seasons. Obviously, men's basketball, he didn't hire Scott Drew, but they got to the mountaintop while he was here, and uh, that was only you know one success story of, of many for Baylor Athletics this past season. So let me ask you this. Uh, when when you look at, at Baylor athletics and, and you look at the success that they had in the spring, uh, it, it seemed like everything went well uh, in the spring. Um, just you know, if they weren't winning championships, they they were playing well. But, I mean, baseball had a, a very solid season. Softball made the NCAA's. Uh, uh, the uh, a couple of national championships in the spring. So it, it really was an impressive spring. And, and I know, and, and, and of course, a national championship in, in, in basketball. Football, you know, struggled. I mean, there's there's no other way to, to, uh, to talk about it or, or say it. But, man, but everything else seems to be in pretty good shape, doesn't it? It does. And I think there's optimism around football. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we know Dave Rand is a sharp guy. He did a really good job as defensive coordinator. That does not always translate to head coaching. And it's, it's that funny thing. Me and Q actually talked about this. It was probably a couple of months ago. It was, it was when Baylor won the national title in basketball. How do you define, like, what's a football school, what's a basketball school, and what is Baylor right now? Because in my mind, Tom, Ooh. it still feels like a football school. Because when I hear football school, what I think of is, what do the fans care about the most? What is, you know, what, re, what are resources devoted the most to? And this is sort of an impossible thing to say, but if you ask fans like what would you what would you like to be most successful in? I think most Baylor fans would say, Oh, we'd love you know, we love our basketball program. Mm -hmm. But we if we had to pick one, it'd be football. Like we wanted the football team to be successful, to be on a big stage. But spring sports have been really, really good. And obviously, you know, Kim Mulkey moves on, Nikki Collin coming in, but men's and women's basketball 
for the past decade or so, they've been the consistent like standard. You know, that that's been the two programs that you can kind of count on to uh either excel or at least be super competitive. Would you say it's fair to say minus Kansas, minus the Jayhawks, that this is a a football conference? I would say so. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, all the Texas schools, I think, fall in that category. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a, like, they've been good at basketball, but I still think it's a football school. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't really Iowa know. Iowa State? I, yeah, Iowa State, I think, is probably a football school, even though they've had more success in basketball historically, but more success in football lately. I, I think that's right. I think Kansas is the only. Yeah school in the conference that is kind of just sitting around waiting for basketball season. So with that in mind, it, it seems that, you know, logically that uh, you, you would look at, at if the conference is predominantly a football league. And, and you know, again, when you, when you, you talk about national championships, you, you better look at Kansas and Baylor and basketball. Well, but and, in, and, in, in, even in this state, but you know, there's a lot of great high school basketball. And, well, and bring that up. I mean, it's, <laughs> It's a really good basketball conference. Oh. It's, it's the best in the nation. Yeah. I mean, the only knock against it until last season, and Kansas has done this before, but honestly, the past decade or so before Baylor broke through was that the NCAA tournament, they didn't stack up, right? Like, they'd sort of beat up on each other. It was mm-hmm. super competitive. Mm-hmm. You'd leave the regular season saying, man, the uh, the Big 12 has a ton of parity in it. Like, those schools are getting after it, but then when they go up against other conferences, they weren't successful. We saw Baylor clearly be the best team in the country. You know, KU had sort of a down year, but it's it's interesting. I think Texas Tech, for instance, like football has really struggled. I still think that's a football school, but Tim Tadlock has done a heck of a job with baseball. Chris Beard just left, but he got that basketball program cooking. They're looking to keep that going with Mark Adams. So a lot of these schools are most successful in in spring sports right now. So, I mean, what defines a football school or a basketball school? Is it is it the – obviously, your fan base is going to be bigger, I would think, in, in just about mm-hmm. every place uh, in football because, you know, just look, the stadiums are bigger than the, right. the arenas. But So, when, when you look at a school and you say it is a fill-in-the-blank, what, what is your defining uh, criteria? Yeah, I think I just look at, you know, what what are what Oops. programs are they passionate about? Um filling the seats can be kind of tricky because honestly, I think just about every fan base in America, it just comes down to if you win games, people are going to come. If you lose games, they're not. But I think football, it's much more likely that you're going to have full stadiums even if you have a team that's struggling. Uh and I just think it comes back to like resource allocation and what people care about more. But I, I say that that's not an easy thing to measure. I know. Right? No, that's that's what and, I'm getting at. And there were a ton of people um, that the past few years and, and during this national championship run have become locked into Baylor basketball, right? Like that's, that's what they're following. So, and the women, you know, Tom, you, you've been here. There weren't a lot of people talking about Baylor women's basketball before Kim Mulkey showed up. But then it became like a, a can't-miss ticket. It was the ticket. It was the ticket for a while. Um, it was what everybody wanted to go. And there's still people that have season tickets, and that's the program that they talk the most about and think the most about in the offseason. Um, 
And men's basketball has kind of taken that place too. I'll tell you again. I'll take you back to to '05, Stephen, when uh, when the Lady Bears won a championship, and the baseball teams in Omaha. This town was buzzing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was it, it was buzzing. It was and it was a uh, it was a cool situation, cool environment, and so it, it's interesting. You know, I sit there and think and go. Okay, so I'm not going to identify football programs. I'm going to identify basketball schools, and I immediately go Kansas. I immediately go Kentucky. Is that fair? I think yeah, it's fair. Duke, Duke, North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I think UCLA could fall in that, but they're they're not. They well, they made the Final Four this year on a crazy run, but they're not consistently as good as they have been in the past. Um. But, yeah, those are what I think of basketball schools. I think of the ACC, honestly, um, in the Big East, even though that's kind of been broken up. But oh, yeah. Years ago, the Big East, I mean, uh, you, you you know, the Georgetowns, Georgetown, the Villanovas, yeah. and, yeah. St. Oh, John's. Absolutely. Sarah, I mean, Syracuse, that's a basketball school. <laughs> CBS, Sunday afternoon on East, 11 a.m. Central, 12 noon Eastern, CBS and the Big East, you, you had a heck of a basketball game. You had a tussle every Sunday. I mean, I can remember that. I don't know why that that just all of a sudden popped in my head, but mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you can identify with that, and, and maybe it's maybe it's uh, geographic. I, I don't know. I mean, we're in the South. Uh, Football's king here. Yeah, fo- yeah, it is. But when you look around and you look at Texas high school basketball, man, alive, it's, it's gotten it, good. It is really, really good. And you You're look right. at, I mean, you look at where. The top recruits are in the country, and a lot of them are in the state of Texas. Um, it's interesting. But you still feel like – I mean, we were talking yesterday about Texas Football Magazine, and EP's all excited about Texas Football Magazine being in his mailbox. It, it, there's just something about football. Yeah, I, I think – it. well, and it's a good question for the text line. 254-662-1660 if you want to chime in. Um, whatever your school is. But we'll take Baylor, for example. I mean, is Baylor a football school? Because in my mind, it still is. I think if you polled people, they would say, if I have to pick one program to be successful, I want it to be football. But I can't say that for sure because it's changed. Like, they just did win a national title in basketball. And I know for some people, that might that was probably the best one of the best sports moments in their Baylor fandom. So let us know. 254-662-1660. Is Baylor a football school? How do you define this? Because, I mean, there's no wrong answer to it. Right. Uh, and it's, it's an opinion. Yeah, it's an opinion. It's hard to measure. So, uh, jump in when you can uh, on the phone lines or on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line at two five four six six two sixteen sixty. We've given you the lineup. We've told you what's happening today. Get ready. Let's rock and roll here on a Thursday afternoon. It's four thirteen. This is game time. Brought to you by Alan Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Your friend in the car business. This is a Fox forty four weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. We'll see mostly clear skies tonight. Again, just a few clouds around, but dry conditions as low temperatures fall to seventy six degrees. A few clouds. Clouds tomorrow morning, otherwise mostly sunny. It's going to be a hot and humid day with a high of 96. Our heat index in the afternoon, 102. And mostly sunny, hot and humid weather continues on Saturday with a high of 96. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
recently on the John Morris Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Trey Young put in 48 points last night, and the Suns take a 1-0 lead in the East Finals, beating the Bucks 116 to 113. Tonight in the Western Conference Finals, the Suns are at the Clippers. Suns lead that series 2-0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. The Stanley Cup semifinals continue tonight with Vegas at Montreal. Montreal has a 3-2 lead in that series. Several teams in the area head to College Station today for the start of the seven-on-seven state championships. Temple. Parker Heights, China Spring, Lorena, Lake Belton, and Academy have all qualified. Astros on a 10-game winning streak, blasting Baltimore last night 13 to nothing. Now head to Detroit for a series with the Tigers, 6-10 first pitch. Rangers try to start their own streak today with the afternoon game with the A's. You can catch that game over on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive through and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. All right, 16 minutes after 4, 416 here on a uh, Thursday afternoon. Tom and Stephen and EP, we're glad you're with us. And from the uh, Central Texas Humane Society, we say hello to Mike Gray. Mike, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, doing good. We appreciate you being here, Mike. I don't know if you. Uh, we're gonna. We're, we'll talk dogs here in just a second. <laughs> but uh, what did you did you hear our conversation that we were having uh, coming in about uh, what defines a uh, a football school or a basketball school? I did. I did. I, I like the little conversation about the Big East there. That was uh, a nice little we'll throwback, throwback there. Yeah. There used to be <laughs> a powerhouse. Uh, man, talk about a conference. So, uh, for me, it's just like when you say a sports team, the first thing that comes to my mind is like if you say Florida, what do you think? I think football. Yeah, I think football. I think Steve Spurrier. Virginia, yeah. what do you think? Oh. <laughs> tough one, right? <laughs> yeah, it it's is. tough one. Probably basketball or baseball. Yeah. So, it's one of those things. The first thing that comes to your head. So, is it, that's, so that's how that's you a define It's a good yeah. way to define it. That's a good way it. to yeah. do it, yeah. 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 So, but Baylor, I feel like Baylor, for me, it's more of a basketball school. Um. Just growing up playing basketball here locally, uh, it's just always been just all the buzz for me has always been around basketball for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. 
you're wrong, but fair enough. No, I'm <laughs> hey, I'm all right. I'm wrong most of the time, no, so it's good. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, what do you guys got going on today? What's what's happening? So we. I see your T-shirt says "Adopt, Rescue, Foster, Volunteer." It Pretty does. cool. It does. It does. So we are. Uh, we have summer hours now, so we're open from ten to five. So we close at five okay. now, um, and that's just because the heat uh, with the dogs. But we. Um, we're still pretty full, so we're looking for people to come in and, and adopt a dog, foster some dogs. Um, I was just in there uh, before I came here. I saw black hairs on me right here. Uh, we have two dogs. One name's Jake and one name's Smokes. And they are just these two huge, fluffy, black dogs, and they are just like the most cuddly, lovey dogs. Uh, they got surrendered yesterday. Um, circumstances, the guy lived on a farm, and people dump dogs out there all the time, so he ended up having a surplus of dogs. and. Long story short, we have them now, and they're very sweet dogs, and we'd love to get them into a foster home. Uh, we still have Dayton, who's been there 301 days, consecutive days now, um, and a lot of the. That's too dogs. long. Way too long. Got to get him. Yeah. So. So you you last week you were talking about uh, companies that could sign up to yeah. to to walk dogs and, and 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 have a little competition with their with other companies in in Central Texas. Yes, Besides, besides that aspect of it, can people just come walk a dog? I mean, I they they desperately need to be walked, don't they? Absolutely. So they absolutely can. Um, if you go to our website and click on the uh, volunteer tab, mm-hmm. um, you can sign up for orientation, things like that. So we are, since it is summer hours, we're limiting uh, how long we can walk the dogs. So typically, we want to get the dogs walked earlier in the morning, uh, just because it does get so hot out there and they can burn their paws on the concrete and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so walks are a little bit limited right now, but they can definitely do it if they want to come in in the morning and help out that way. If somebody's listening and like, man, I, I'd love to foster, but I just, I'm not sure about it. I don't know how that process works. How would you encourage them to kind of take that step? Um, I would encourage them just to come down to the shelter and, and, and talk with one of us. Just meet some of these dogs. There's so many of these dogs that have these backstories that'll just, mm-hmm. you know, get you choked up. Um, and, you know, you might find a dog that just fits right into your family and right. you might end up actually adopting that dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many dogs, um, like the two I just mentioned, um, that would, you know, they've been at home their whole life and now they're in this shelter with 100 dogs barking at them and they're in a little kennel and they just don't know what's going on. They're confused. They're scared. One of them's 70 pounds and tries to hide under his bed and he can't fit. And it's just like it just mm. breaks your heart when you see it. And so when you see something like that and you know that you can make a difference and come in and help, you know, why not? In the fostering process, are these, do the dogs have their current shots and that type of thing? Yes, sir. So when they're in foster with us, we'll, we'll provide you with a dog crate, all the dog food they need, uh, any medical care they need. Uh, we'll provide that as well. Um, all the vaccines, their heartworm pills, their flea, war- flea pills, uh, at pretty much anything they would get at the shelter, we'll provide to you at your home. And you, got, you guys have so many success stories, I'm sure, of people that come in and weren't sure about it, but then they find a, a dog and yep. it becomes their forever home. Absolutely. I got two myself that way. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. You need two more, right? Yeah, no. All right, uh, 421, we're talking with Mike from the uh, Humane Society. Uh, so hours again to uh, tomorrow, and then are you guys open on Saturdays? Uh, we, we are open Saturdays. So Saturday we are open um, 9 to f- 4. 9 to 4 on Saturdays. Really? 9 to 4 on Pretty Saturdays. Pretty much a full day. Yes, sir. Uh, and then the rest of the week is going to be 10 to 5. All right, and, and uh, where, where are you located? 2032 Circle Road, right across from Rudy's Barbecue. There you go. Hey, Mike, we appreciate your time today. Absolutely, thank you. Thanks so much.
even though you are wrong on that deal. Uh, I'm just kidding. Hey, I am. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, 422. It's 22 after 4. Uh, you can join us on the CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. What defines, uh, what defines in your mind a uh, basketball school or a football school? That's kind of what we're diving into. And we are going to dive into the uh, – into the uh, into the seven on seven thing, and we'll get into that here in just a few minutes. And we'll also be joined by Ray Biles from the uh, Lorena Leopards, who's down in College Station, where the uh, championships are taking place. Seven on seven championships being played this summer, and, and you know what? It just occurred to me, Stephen. I don't think because of COVID, they didn't play last year, did they? So this is the no, first time in a couple of years. They didn't. Yeah, that was part of the offseason that was left out, so this is going to be beneficial for everybody. Absolutely. So we'll talk to Ray about that and everything else that's going on with in the uh, Texas high school football world. We'll do that next right here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America, but when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Trey Young put in 48 points last night, and the Suns take a 1-0 lead in the East Finals, beating the Bucks 116 to 113. Tonight in the Western Conference Finals, the Suns are at the Clippers. Suns lead that series 2-0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. The Stanley Cup semifinals continue tonight with Vegas at Montreal. Montreal has a 3-2 lead in that series. Several teams in the area head to College Station today for the start of the seven-on-seven state championships. Temple. Parker Heights, China Spring, Lorena, Lake Belton, and Academy have all qualified. Astros on a 10-game winning streak, blasting Baltimore last night 13 to nothing. Now head to Detroit for a series with the Tigers, 6-10 first pitch. Rangers try to start their own streak today with the afternoon game with the A's. You can catch that game over on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
Welcome back to Game Time. Steven Simcox, Tom Barfield, VP Garth. In a couple of minutes, we'll chat with Ray Biles. His team is down at the uh, state seven-on-seven tournament for the next couple of days. Well, I, I think they hope they're down there for the next couple of days as they compete. And uh, EP, that's a you, you love high school football. That's become such a huge deal. And it really is, for these quarterbacks and wide receivers, a big benefit to get that timing down, kind of getting a rhythm before the season starts in the summer. Yeah, back in my midway days when I was doing the Panthers on the radio for, let's see, what was it, nine years? And uh, we went to went, uh, uh, the very beginning of the 7-on-7 seven seven state championship tournament over in College Station. And this time of year, it is unbelievably hot yeah. out there. And, uh, I mean, th- th- that's the thing that I remember the most about the state championship tournament is just how hot it was. It's always warm. Bring a water bottle for sure uh, because, yeah, you you're, you got to stay hydrated in that heat. And it's I guess it gets those guys ready for two days in a way, but uh, it's, it's brutally hot in the middle of June and early July when you're competing in those tournaments. Um, we were throwing this question out to the text line earlier about how do you define what is a football school, a basketball school? And we kind of got into this because Baylor, I mean, obviously, historically, you would think in the state of Texas it's a football school, but they've had so much success in basketball as of late, including Scott Drew and his team winning the national championship this past season. So I wanted people's thoughts. You know, I still think it's a football school, but but how do you go about determining that? And uh, TJ chimed in, and I think he made a good point here. He said – Everybody wants to be a football school. It's covered more. It pulls in more money. More people go to tailgate and games. In the end, if you're good at football, you get more recognition and cash. And, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, football stadiums hold more people. More people are going to come to those games. Every college football game in, you know, FBS is just just about on TV or some streaming device. So you can go watch the team. They get great coverage. Uh, and everybody wants to be good at it, but not everyone is. And then you see some schools that become more of a basketball, have more of a basketball identity because their basketball programs are so highly successful. Uh, we had a 254 number, say, um, or Ivy League all-crew schools. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little more of a niche sport. And, you know, on the East Coast, it's funny, you see a lot of really good lacrosse teams. And I, I don't think I would go as far as to say any college is like a lacrosse school. But there are some of those smaller non-revenue sports that are highly successful in different parts of the country that have more popularity because those teams are really good. Um, and then they said, so is Syracuse a football school or a basketball school? And I immediately said a football school. I mean, as long as I've been a live EP, I think of Jim Beheim and, and the Orangemen and the Carrier Dome. But I know like Syracuse football, going back to Jim Brown and Ernie Davis, they do have some history there just – not not as of late recently it's it's been all about that basketball program it, it is different uh now than it was uh back in the days of uh, jim brown and and ernie davis and a tragic story there about ernie davis you know they yeah. made a movie, movie about the it express and, is really good mm-hmm. yeah it was really good it was a good movie and but uh you know when i think of uh the old southwest conference you know everybody was a football school yeah you know yeah. it's in the big 12 generation it's different because you do have Kansas. Kansas is a, you know, basketball obviously school. A basketball school. But when I think of Baylor, Texas, um, and, you know, basically everyone else in the Big 12, um, I mean, year in and year out, they play football, they do a good job, they make a lot of money. 
uh, and their basketball programs are, are continuing to get better. And Baylor is a perfect example. National champions on both sides, the, the women and the men. And so, uh, yeah, you can be both. I think you can be both. You, know? you can, and it's a good point you make about the Big 12, and if you want to get Ray Biles on the phone, we'll talk to him here in a minute. But, um, you know, with Nebraska leaving, with Colorado leaving, with Texas A&M leaving, those are all schools. Now, Nebraska hasn't had success as of late, but those are all schools that, man, it really was all about football. Colorado had some great teams in the 90s. Um, Nebraska obviously had those great runs with Tom Osborne. And so that did sort of reshape the league. And even though the league is still very um, Texas-centric and, you know, they're, most of the schools are based in Texas and that's a huge part of the base, uh, as EP said, KU is a, a basketball-heavy school. Iowa State, I think they've had more football success as of late, but their identity might be more in basketball historically. So it's a fun conversation. Jose and Simple said, Baylor's a football school, great coaches, players playing next level. McLean Stadium support the community. Uh, yeah, McLean Stadium is is a great facility, and Baylor certainly invested in football over the years. Um, we're now joined on the phone lines by Ray Biles, the uh, Lorena head football coach. And, Coach, appreciate you hopping on. I know you, your group is competing here in a few minutes. Um, out at the state seven-on-seven seven tournament, I know it's always a good time. How beneficial is this for your for your guys just getting a chance to, you know, sort of get in a rhythm together and, and go through some, some competition as a group? Oh, absolutely. Anytime you can get your kids together and they have an opportunity to be doing what they need to be doing, uh, building that chemistry and, and, you know, timing of things and, and just uh, becoming a team. You know, uh, we graduated a good bunch last year. Now these guys have to establish who they're going to be and what they're going to be and give you a great opportunity to do that and also to, to see who your leaders are because those guys got to take control of the field. Uh, we can't do anything from the sideline back there where we are. So uh, I, I love it. I enjoy it. It's a chance to compete, but uh, it is what it is. It's touch pass. <laughs> and that's a really good point coach it is i mean very player led so um who's kind of emerged for you are you seeing that vocal leadership from some of your guys that might be stepping into uh bigger roles this season oh i mean you know we one of our, our uh leaders is our captain uh andrew britain uh, andrew plays safety for us he's also gonna play some receiver doing a great job out there uh Reed Migna, running back, also playing some safety for us. I mean, we've got several kids. Uh, we've got a heavy senior class this year, a bunch of guys that have really been together for quite some time. So, uh, you know, it's exciting to watch them play, and uh, hopefully we'll have some good things happen. Uh, coming off last off season, we, we know the challenge is there. Have you seen the strides from your guys just getting, you know, regular time in, in the weight room, having uh, the opportunity to be with the coaches and go through an offseason program together? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's night and day different from where we were a year ago with COVID. I know, you know, about this time a year ago, they were kind of loosening up the straps a little bit to give us our kids for some conditioning and some things like that. So uh, we're much further ahead. I think everybody's much further ahead in the state of Texas as far as the game of football goes this year, uh, currently where we are from where we were a year ago. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep everybody healthy and keep this thing rolling in the same direction. Uh, EP, our producer, he mentioned, you know, he's been down there before. Just the heat is always a, a big factor here. I know your your players have to get used to it, but we, we had some rain earlier this summer, Coach, and it was just like all of a sudden the heat wave kind of came in. But I, I guess that's just another factor trying to uh, get that mental toughness down and, and deal with the elements out there. 
Absolutely. You know, it, it's not any cooler on their side of the field. I promise you that. <laughs> and down here this afternoon, I mean, I'm sure that heat index is well over 100 degrees this afternoon. We're kind of down in a hole when we're playing here on field four, and there's not a lot of breeze. So uh, they're, they're sweating it out pretty quick today. Uh, Coach, the district you played in, it, it was so competitive last season. You guys were able to come out on top. Um, I know you, you can't change anything about that. You're going to play who you play. But just your thoughts on some of the, the great matchups with Rockdale and, and McGregor Academy emerging last year, Troy. Uh, it, it really is a battle week in and week out for your team. No, it is. I mean, that district is uh, athletically is as good as any around. Coaching-wise, you know, Coach Rhodes headed back to Cameron. Cameron's always going to be a, a dangerous football team. Rockdale, tremendous athletes. Uh, Coach Lancaster's got things going down at Academy. Uh, you know, Troy, a uh, phenomenal football team a year ago. So, uh, And Coach Shields, like I said, out at, out at uh, McGregor. Mike's doing a great job with those kids. So uh, you've got to be prepared to play. You know, our kids understand it's, it's a one-night season. Every time you walk out on Friday night in 17-3A, you better be prepared because uh these guys can these guys can play and actually i shouldn't say 17 should say 11 3a so <laughs> our football district and our everything else district are two different districts <laughs> but uh very competitive and, and that's good because it gets you ready for what you're going to see in the playoffs we're talking with ray biles Lorena head football coach as his team gets ready uh, actually in about 10 minutes to compete in the state seven on seven tournament uh, you said earlier it is touch pass, right? So there's there's another factor of the game that is huge, that physicality. How are the uh, the guys on the offense and defensive line progressing so far? And um, coach, I know that's a, what you hang your hat on. A big part of Lorena's identity is is moving people off the ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, those kids are doing a great job. Uh, you know, we, we're having our summer conditioning camp right now. I mean, we've gone through the month of June. We're going to give a break here around the fourth, and we'll get them all back together after the fourth uh, to, you know, make that run for August and try to get everything set for where we need to be. But uh, I'm excited about the the guys and their work ethic. Uh, you know, they're in there and uh, getting after it every day. We do not have an air-conditioned weight room, so, you know, they're in there smoking it down in there too so uh they're getting acclimated a lot of, of football is you know is just that mental toughness you know how long can you sit in there and fight to fight and, and grind through things so uh anyway we're excited about what we've got up front too i think those guys are going to be a phenomenal group this year on both sides of the football coach how has the uh how has the new rules affected your program and i mean now you can spend some time with them during the summer doing some actual football drills right <laughs> Absolutely. It's awesome. I'm just telling you because now you're not. And here's the thing. In a small school scenario, I say we're 3A, but, you know, our skill kids, guess what they do all spring? They're either playing baseball, track, tennis, golf, both or all four. I mean, those guys are gone an awful lot of the time. So summertime gives us an opportunity to, to kind of go over some things that maybe we didn't have a chance to do back in March, April, and May to get prepared and uh and also it gives you an opportunity to you know kind of gauge your kids we don't have spring ball as far as the, you know the, like the 6a schools do to be able to get a depth chart and everything but we've got a pretty good idea of who can make plays and who's going to do what by the time we get through uh, a lot of the things that we do in the summer because you just get an opportunity to see those kids and i think it's huge and i appreciate what the uil has done for texas football and that's one of the reasons that high school ball in texas is going to be as good as any in the world i mean it's just awesome because they give us the opportunity to coach our kids and i was, I was going to say that that will help you in and if you if you are a, a a school that doesn't get spring football if if you're installing some new stuff this is going to give you an opportunity to kind of get ahead of things as you do go into your two-a-day workouts Oh, absolutely. You know, we've got three new coaches in our in our district alone that are coming into new programs and developing everything uh, from coaching staffs to their system to, I mean, so it, it's huge for those schools to be able to have, 
you know, coaches in place and kids to be able to adapt to the terminology and, and everything that's going to be different uh, moving forward for them in a, with a new coach and new program. Hey, coach, I know you got to get to uh, get, get to the next game. We appreciate it. Have a uh, have a great day and thanks for your time. Appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Ray Biles, the uh, head football coach at Lorena. <laughs> I'm just every time I talk to Ray, he's just so impressive. I mean, just so impressive. It does such a uh, wonderful job with the Leopards and their program. And I, I love that rule that uh, you can you can work. Uh, and I'm. I, I, I think it's like an hour, or I, I don't know what it is, but there's there's a time set aside for uh, individual sport work, and I mean it's not just football. I mean mm-hmm. the, the baseball program can work baseball if they want. Uh, basketball can work. Uh, those coaches can get those kids there, and why not? I mean, you know, I, I've never understood why they couldn't. I mean, what 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 what's the purpose of not allowing them to make a kid better in in a sport? It makes total sense to, you know, have that time together. And I'm glad coaches are getting that. Hopefully that'll make up for some of the lost time uh, with COVID. And, you know, seven-on-seven seven is, is a huge part of the offseason now. I know that was a big loss not having it last year. But um, they get to do that and, and get back at it in the state tournament now. I, you know, you, you brought up COVID, and we didn't get to have seven-on-seven seven last year. And, and that brings – today I had lunch with, uh, with a gentleman, and you, the restaurant – the wait staff was still wearing masks. I, I just feel like that that was what they wanted to do, and, and I get that. But do you get a sense? I mean, do you get a feel? I mean, does it kind of feel like we're we're starting to see some normalcy and we're starting to kind of get back to to normal? I mean, I went to a movie the other night. Uh, first time I've done that in a hundred years. You know, mm-hmm. what it feels like anyway. Well, I quit wearing my mask as soon as I could. <laughs> I, mean, well, yeah. I mean, it was like uh, I was so tired of wearing a mask, but I do. The, the normalcy has returned, I think. I think we're getting there, and pretty soon it'll be wide open. But yeah, I think we're on the way to full football stadiums, and we're going in person to things. Uh, we've had some media events in person, so um, I definitely feel like we're we're headed that way for sure. Yeah, but there's still those issues uh, in the marketplace. I mean, there's there's companies that are that sell products that can't get products. I mean, so when, when you can, you still see empty shelves and, 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 and counter space and it makes you stop and go, yeah, well, this is the, this is, you know, kind of the effects of, of what uh, the, the last year was all about. I mean, it, you know, not all about, but certainly uh, from a, from a commerce standpoint. No. Yeah. We still see that. And I know, uh, you know prices are still high in a lot of areas. Supply and demand hasn't really balanced out. Hopefully that'll happen. But, um, there's, there's still the effects there. I mean, it's it's affecting people in their daily life for sure. All right. It is uh, 440. We're 20 away from from uh, 5 o'clock. We uh, have the athletic director, uh, Baylor University, Mac Rose, going to join us at the top of the hour. Going to take a second right now and talk about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And remember, they are uh, certified by J.D. Power again this year as the winner of the uh, Customer First Award for Excellence. All right, let's talk about some some good stuff here. Let's talk about Ram, the three-peat motor trend truck of the year. And you can come out and uh, check out the great-looking, dependable 2021 Ram trucks, the uh 
Jeep Freedom Days are going on now. Jeep uh, is the uh, most decorated SUV available, and Jeep, of course, is built tough as nails, and they feature the incredible 2021 Jeeps with innovative technology to meet your lifestyle and give you the ride you've been looking for. Uh, they're located again at 201 West Loop 340, right down from Highway 84. Uh, here's what here's what you can do. You can go online, check out alansamuelsdcj.com. That's alansamuelsdcj.com. Uh, figure out what vehicles you like. Then you know what? Sun goes down this evening, gets a little cooler. You can go kick some tires and and uh, enjoy your evening out looking at the great-looking vehicles at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. They're at 201 West Loop 340. Recently on the John Moore Show. Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. Uh, it's almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fout, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at. And they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the voice of the bears weekdays from two to 3 PM here on the home of the bears, ESPN central Texas. Don't miss country legend Doug Stone. Friday night, June 25th at the Waco Hippodrome Theater in Waco. Tickets start at just $20 and can be purchased at WacoHippodromeTheater.com. Proudly presented by Shooter FM, Kicker Country, and JMT Music Entertainment. I need a jukebox with a country song. At Carrington Dental, we know the importance of getting proper dental care. And we understand finding the right dental plan can be complicated and time-consuming. That's why we created My Dental Choices. Finding quality, affordable dental care doesn't have to be stressful. With plans starting at $8.95 per month, you can choose between dental discount or dental insurance plans. Simply call and let one of our dental plan experts help you determine which plan is right for you and your family. You'll enjoy significant savings on your dental care, no matter which plan you choose. Life is busy enough. Don't add dental care to your list of worries. Discover an affordable reason to smile. Find out how much you can save on your dental care. Call My Dental Choices today to get a customized dental plan quote for you or your entire family. 800-947-4078. 800-947-4078. That's 800-947-4078. My customers want everything now and faster than ever. It's a whole different world. Business is changing. USPS is changing with it. Find out how at usps.com slash new routes. The United States Postal Service. Priority you. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. 
right, uh, 4.45, 15 away from 5. This is uh, the Ranger Roundup. And good news and bad news. Good news, uh, yesterday the uh, Rangers won a, ba- a ball game 5-3. <laughs> to three. Bad news is, before we can really pat them on the back, they lose one today 5-1 uh, f- to one to the Oakland Athletics. So, there you go. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, split the series with Oakland overall, but kind of a disappointing finish. Colby Allard got the start today. He was not as sharp as he had been in his past few outings. Um, that's a guy I've been looking to that maybe could crack the rotation at some point. And he's in there right now because of injuries. But he walked a few, gave up a, a double to Liriano, and suddenly it was 2 nothing, and Texas just couldn't get out of that hole. Last night was a good win, though. I've said before um, – Joey Gallo only hits home runs, but I I think that's a little unfair to me because he is a plus defender, and he made a great catch yesterday. Eli White made a really good catch yesterday. They did that back-to-back, and Eli White is uh, an intriguing player. He's got a lot of speed, Tom, and when he gets on the base pass, it's a problem. Now, he struggles to get on base sometimes, uh, but for instance, today he got hit by a pitch, and then he actually took second and third on a wild pitch, and he scored, and that was their only run. So if he can find a way to consistently get on first, then... And you can't steal that one. No, you can't steal that one. That's right. But once he gets there, um, he can make some things happen. So Where uh, was he in April? I guess he was... He was, he was, on, the, yeah, he was, he was on the team. Hey, uh, er, hey Eric Nadell. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where was... I mean, you know, I'm, that's what I, I... Where was he in April? Where was he in May? Uh I'll, you know, then you call him up, and I'm like, well, why wasn't he here in April getting right. some at-bats? Getting some at-bats, getting some consistent playing time. I don't know. I can't answer the question to that. Um, I think they had a, a couple different utility options with uh, Brock Holt, and he hasn't really hit the ball. Um, Nick Solak has been pretty good, but I can't give you a good reason as to why Eli White wasn't cracking the, the big league lineup. In my opinion. He should play every day, and the rest of the season. You mm-hmm. got you've got to get him enough abs that you can figure out. Okay, this is a piece. You know, we talked about that the other day. What are the pieces that go to this to this equation? So, uh, and again, <laughs> I'm I'm an Adolis Garcia kind of guy. I mean, I I think he's just fun to watch, and he uh, he had a good night last night uh, for the Texas Rangers, not once but twice. Mm-hmm. Here's the 2-2, and that swung on and belted to deep center field. Bolt going back at the wall. That ball is history. Adonis Garcia puts one out of here just to the right of the 407 sign. His 19th home run of the year. His 51st RBI. The Rangers lead it 2 to nothing. His 19th rib. I mean, his 19th homer and his 51st rib, and he wasn't done. Pitch to Garcia. That's hit high and deep to right. Way back goes Loriano at the wall. It's history. An opposite field home run for Adois. It's his second of the night. It's his 20th of the year. Another slow trip around the bases for El Bombi. And the Rangers lead it by two. It's five to three. That's good stuff. Eric Nadell, the uh, longtime voice of the Rangers on the Texas Rangers Radio Network, heard right here on ESPN Central Texas. I, I, I love this guy. No, he's, I mean, he's a great player. He keeps hitting the cover off the ball. He's been a huge spark plug. Again, it's a nice sign that the Rangers were able to just sort of find somebody and uh, develop them into a, a contributor. Now we'll see if he can do it for the rest of the season, but I'll, I'll give you another bright spot, Tom. 
Uh, Josh Young re- recently got called up to Frisco. He made his home debut the other night. So far, he's hitting 421 with eight hits and 19 at bats. He's hit two home runs and has six RBIs. So he's hitting the ball a little bit. And we've mentioned in this segment the last few days, like, okay, who's who's the guy? What what are you moving towards? What are you looking for? And it feels like this is the the player they want to build around. So at least through single A and double A so far, he's he's playing really well. Don't rush him, but does he get some major league ABs before this season is over? Oh, I think he has to. I mean, yeah, don't rush him, but you're 20 games under 500. You're going to be more than that later on in the season. I can't see a reason as to why you wouldn't at least want to call him up in September and let him get a little run. Yeah, why not? All right, uh, 449, we're 11 away from five. And, oh, by the way, I think this is pretty cool. You know, the Rangers started a Hall of Fame back in, what, 2003? They're going to add two new members to the uh, Ranger Hall of Fame. Number 23, going into the Hall of Fame, Adrian Beltre. Number 24, going into the Hall of Fame, the voice of the Texas Rangers, Chuck Morgan. So that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Congratulations to Chuck Morgan. Uh, one of the cool things about this job is I've, we've been able to talk to him a few times, and it's so bizarre when I would, as a producer, call Chuck Morgan and he would answer. And, I mean, that's just his voice, EP. Like, that's just how he talks at the games is just how he talks in real life. So here's Chuck Morgan saying hello to me. And Adrian Beltre, I mean, I I can't think of – he's had he had a really unique career. He got to Texas Tom – and he had played a long time before that. Dodgers. The Dodgers. He was in. He got a big contract with Seattle. That did not mm-hmm. work. He played in Boston and was good. But he became a Texas Ranger. I mean, he became oh, yeah. the face of that franchise. Oh, yeah. That's who you associated with. And there's not too many guys in my mind in sports in general, but especially in baseball, that on like stint three or four of the career, they found the team that everybody associated them with. But that, that's the case with Adrian Beltre. They found their home and, and their niche and what they were about. He he always played the game with great passion. He always had a smile on his face. It always got the sense that he was everybody's big brother on the ball club. Yeah. Particularly the, 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 the guy at shortstop. Uh, you know, yes, uh, Elvis. Uh, I always felt like you know, and they were always messing around with each other on pop flies and and stuff like that. He, he, it's like my goodness, here's a dude getting paid to do what he loves, and 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 that was that was Adrian Beltre. He's exactly what you wanted from a professional athlete, and that he went about his business. He was great at what he did, but he understood what a privilege it was that he got to play baseball for a living. Like he got to do something that so many people wish they could do uh, and that that joy never really left him. It was almost like he was still playing little league baseball, even though it was major league baseball and had some, had some really high stakes. So excited for him. Hey, so do you want to uh, leave Sawyer and the kid, the rest of the kiddos at home and go to the baseball game on Sunday? He's at a point where he can just stay by himself, right? I mean, I want to, <laughs> uh, and Kristen's not listening, so I guess I could. Yeah, I was going to say, you better. But I, I, think, I think there might be some consequences <laughs> awaiting me at the house. But yeah, that's what I want to do for sure. All right, so here's a, since, since Stephen can't go on Sunday afternoon, if you would like four tickets to the Texas Rangers and they're, they're 
your matchup with the Kansas City Royals Sunday, June the 27th. It's a 135 first pitch at Globe Life. Is it Globe Life Field or Globe Life Park? I get, one's Globe, one and Globe one's the Globe Life other. Field. Yeah. yeah and the field. park is the old one, which, which is now, what, a multi-purpose football stadium and concert arena and soccer stadium. and They've had some high school games there. Yeah, a lot of playoff games are played there. A lot of playoff games. Mm-hmm. Um They've put good use to it. I will say, you know, sometimes those old stadiums just sort of sit there, but they found they found some events for it, which is I, nice. I thought they might find a bulldozer for it, but they didn't. They, uh, they, <laughs> not uh, yet. Not yet. All right, caller five. Let's do caller five at 662-1660. Caller five, 254-662-1660. We're going to hook you up with some tickets to see the Rangers and the Kansas City Royals. Caller five, you are a winner from ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Mike McGraw, uh, welcome back to the program. And, and what did you what did you make of uh, Phil Mickelson at age 50 winning the PGA Championship? He reminded me a lot of what Jack Nicklaus did in 1986, the Masters, and that is he was a player well past his prime, wasn't even particularly in good form of late. Once he got in contention in a big event. He, he remembered how to win. And Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 on ESPN Central Texas. Jessup Housing in Waco, a premier affordable manufactured home builder, is looking for skilled workers at two of their locations to join their team. Paying up to $18.50 per hour to start, they also offer free health insurance, production bonuses, paid holidays and vacations, 401k with company match, and opportunities for advancement. Apply in person at Jessup Housing today at 1101 Foundation Drive in Waco or 1001 West Loop 340 in Waco or apply online at jessuphousing.com. Join the Jessup Housing family today. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect, Universal Windows Direct. 
Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, KTON Temple, K230CH Temple, and KBHTHD3 Belmy, K283CD Waco. All right, 458. We're a couple of minutes in front of five. Congratulations to Daniel Cope, a winner of Ranger Baseball tickets. Congratulations, Daniel. Enjoy your Sunday afternoon watching the uh, Rangers and the Kansas City Royals. Boy, there's going to be a pillow fight. So uh, that'll be a good one. But anyway, have fun. I mean, I, I intend to go. Have you been to the ballpark? I have. I've not seen a Ranger game there. I saw a college baseball game there. But uh, it's a great place. Um, so I'd encourage you to go. And it's still... I mean, there's something about being at the ballpark right, and right. being at a game that's a lot of fun. But I, even, I, I still have, I've still haven't seen a Ranger game there. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I've got to go. I got to do the nachos thing, you know, and I got to do the big kahunta, you know, the big ice cream sandwich that they sell at the ballpark. And there's certain things you just got to do, whether they're winning or losing. It, there's just something fun about uh, summertime and Ranger baseball. Listen. For all these years, we've gone to the ballpark, and in July and August, just, you know, just the sweat just poured off of you. Now there's a, a ballpark, there is a ballpark where you can uh, you can go and, and be comfortable. Van Goodall roaming through the studios, <laughs> knocking things over. My goodness. Tripping Van, around. you've been in radio for like 50 years. And you're the most unprofessional. You're the most unprofessional radio veteran I've ever met. <laughs> My goodness, get out of the studio, please. <laughs> Tripping and kicking and throwing. <laughs> Oh my! All right. So anyway, uh, I'm, I intend to this summer. It's my get goal. Get out there. It's my goal to get to a Ranger game. Uh, you, you have nothing else going on. <laughs> clearly so. not. So Dom's got a really stress-free life. Oh my! So it, we're, we're going to try to do that. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that uh, one day. We'll, we will uh, we will get to a a Ranger game at uh, at Globe here one day all right tell you what let's do let's uh, go back to our telephone lines and let's welcome into the program the director of athletics at baylor university mac Rhodes. mac good afternoon thanks for your time today hey good afternoon tom thank you buddy appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on uh, first of all congratulations and i know you're going to downplay it but this really is a big deal for you and and your athletic program and, and, and being the uh, the the uh, director of uh, the ad of the year uh from the from the uh, Sports Business Journal, it is a big deal, isn't it, Matt? Come on, be honest now. Uh, it's um, it's a it's a direct recognition to to all of the great people that that I work with. I mean that, and um, you know, I'm I'm happy for our staff and our coaches and our student athletes because it it really recognizes the the unbelievable job that that they've done. So I'm proud of them. Where are you right now? Uh, we were just talking earlier, just just how competitive and just how good, basically across the board, Baylor athletics is right now. Yeah, I think we're, uh, I think we're in a a good place, and you know, I I'm I'm certainly happy uh, with where we are, but um, you're never satisfied, and I think. Um, I don't know. There's just, uh, I think once you become satisfied, you become complacent. And, um, and so, you know, we're going to, we're going to continue to try to get better. And, you know, it's been really special the, uh, the last, certainly 
the last couple years. Um, but, but I think, you know, I think there's more out there for us. I, I continue to tell our people and I think they believe it that, um, our best days are still ahead of us. And so, you know, that's what, that's what we're trying to do. Mac, it's clear that the face of college athletics is changing. And one of the things that is changing is, is potentially the, uh, the playoff in football. Where do you stand on the, on the playoffs? Would you like to see it expand to 12? Would you like to see it expand to 16? Yeah, I don't know about 16. Um, you know, I'll say this. It was the best kept secret. And, and I mean that I, I think the, our entire industry, um, our athletic directors. I think we were all anticipating expansion, but I think we were we were probably locked in at, at six or eight. And so the 12, I think, caught us off guard and, and surprised us a little bit. And so, you know, it took me probably 24 hours to, to, to digest. But um, I think, um, you know, in a, in a number of ways, it's, it's really positive. I think it's really positive for, for college football. Uh, I think, you know, the fact that, that you get to November and there's still so many teams in, in the conversation and, and, and have a chance and, a, and an opportunity, you know, I think for, for the Big 12, it is really positive and um, further, you know, I think stabilizes the, the conference. And, you know, I, I think um, when you look back to, to when the, the CFP, you know, the seven years of the CFP were going into, into the eight, year eight of a, of a 12-year contract. But, you know, um, I, I believe that most years, if not all of them, you know, the Big 12 would have two teams in. Um, you think about the, the 2019 year for us, um, Baylor would have been in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I think there may have even been a year in there, Tom, if I, if I remember right, where, where the Big 12 would have had three teams in. And so I think it's really, really good for, for, the, for the Big 12. And then, again, selfishly for Baylor, you know, you, you talk about the 2019 year. You talk about, you know, the year Baylor-TCU, um, both, both get in. And so um, I think it, it has, you know, an opportunity to be really, really good for, for Baylor football couple more thoughts on this subject uh number one when 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 we talk about the the at large schools uh, the uh wild card if you will whatever you want to call them would you do you like the committee concept or would you like to see maybe the the bcs type computer concept to pick those teams yeah i i, I don't know i i like the i like the the human element of it the 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 cfp selection committee um i think i prefer that over over you know the computer system to pick those you know six highest ranked other other teams obviously the 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 first six are the the highest ranked conference champions so that takes care of itself but um those latter six you know i i think we we stick with the uh with the selection committee i think they're very very thoughtful i think they're people that you know, uh, know the game of football, um, and so I'm I'm comfortable with it continuing um, in that in that fashion. Mac, I was reading where it would be a couple of years at the earliest before this would uh, be implemented, and I guess I got a, just a, a simple question: Why do we have to wait? Why 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 can't we? Why can't this be implemented as as early as next football season? Hey, I asked that same question. Uh, hmm. You know, I, I do think there's some details, right? There, uh, just you know, little details make big things 
big things happen. And, and I think there, there needs to be, you know, probably this, this period of, of 12 to 24 months of, of working through all of the, all of the details and, um, how we, how we exactly, exactly, exactly implement this, you know, the, the really the timing of it. When do we specifically play games? How does it impact bowl games? All of those things. And so I just think realistically, you know, it's, it's about getting through those, through those details. And then, you know, after that, you know, I think it's really going to depend upon, um, I think ESPN is a big player in, in whether this happens sooner than the end of the, of the 12 year deal, or, or do we have to wait until the 12 year deal? And, and, you know, there's a decision made to, to really, you know, uh, take it to the, to the open market. And so I think there's some fluidity as, as to when, you know, um, I, I think it could happen as, as soon as two years from now. Um, but, but, you know, also as late as, you know, getting through the, the, the 12 year contract. We're talking with uh, Mac Rhodes, Miller director of athletics on game time. Uh, Mac, I realize you might still be working through this, but practically what changes or does anything change right now? And as far as day-to-day operations for Baylor athletics with the uh, Supreme court ruling against the NCAA, as far as, educational benefits goes yeah great question and and so right now you know um we've been on this this pause mode and so you 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 know think back to i believe it was oh my goodness fall last fall i believe it was and um maybe even before that but when the ninth circuit you know upheld judge wilkins decision um you know at that point in time you know, you've got these two tracks. You've got this 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 one track of of benefits tied to tied to education, and and you you now can provide un, unlimited benefits. And some of that we've we've already been doing. And then you you had this other bucket or track of of this you know uh, award financial award given you know academic incentive financial award in the NCA and put a put a cap on that of of you know five thousand nine hundred eighty dollars. And and we really could have started to implement all of that back back then and and we've all been on a pause and said no we're we're not going to do that right we're going to wait until until this goes through the 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 supreme court process etc and so i i think there's this this time frame probably within the next you know um two to two to six weeks you know maybe it's two months of Okay, how how we're going to how exactly are we going to navigate this? And um, you know, each conference is is going to be able to to set its own um, guidelines. Um, you know, um, definition of of you know uh, educational benefits. You know, um, they they will have the autonomy to to you know um, maybe put specifics on on the, on the academic award. Um, and so I think that that remains to be seen and, and each conference has to do that, um, on its own with, without, without talking to, to another conference, without colluding with another conference. And so, um, I think you're going to see that process play out here again, maybe, maybe the next two weeks to, to two months. So, um, it's, uh, we're, we're right in the throes of it. Another issue coming down the tracks is, is name, image, and likeness. I know there's the, the Texas law. Uh, the NCAA is trying to work through some things. 
Mac, is there an ideal solution to kind of make this uniform across the country, or do you feel like we're going to see um, discrepancies between between states and conferences on that issue as well? Yeah, I think we eventually get there where there's there's going to be some consistency um, throughout the the entire you know country, but but that's going to require I believe federal legislation. Um, I'm not hopeful that 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 happens in in 2021. I think there's still an outside chance for it to happen, but you know I I think we we don't get there probably more more realistically until. 2022. So in the meantime, how do we how do we navigate it? Right. Well, um, you, you have some states. You mentioned our our uh, state of Texas bill. I think it's a 1385, and and uh, and so we'll have that, and that begins on July one, and that will govern at least all schools within the state of Texas how we how we apply how we we implement name name image and likeness. Um, other states go into effect on, on July 1. For those institutions that are in states that don't have that, I, I do believe the NCA, I'm going to call it temporary, will, will implement um, something temporary and, uh, and a guideline for, for those institutions that do not have state law for them to, to, to create their own maybe name, image, and likeness program um, within uh, the, these these given, you know, NCA parameters. And so I, I think you'll, you'll have that. So I think, you know, again, very, very soon, um, we're, we're all going to be able to do it, but it, but it may be a little bit different in, in how we all do it, depending upon state school, whether you have a state law, et cetera. Um, like I said, I, I do think we'll get, get to where we have federal legislation that, that will ab- actually provide consistency, um, across the board. Mac, uh, we promise we'd only keep you a few minutes. We appreciate your time today. Thanks so much, and again, congratulations. Oh, thank you guys, and again, just blessed to work at uh, at the best institution in the country. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, Mac. Mac Rhodes, the uh, director of athletics at Baylor University. Interesting. <laughs> you know, the one thing about Mac, he's going to be honest, and he said, you know, I asked the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, w- w- I get that you probably have to work through some things when it comes to to the playoff situation, Stephen, but is are we really going to ride out a contract? Are, we, are they going to adjust within two to three years? Are they going to adjust? And again, can you not get in a room and get it resolved and figure it out and, and maybe implement this thing while you got some momentum in the next year or so? I would think you could. I mean, it benefits the TV partners to be flexible because there's going to be more games and, and more – availability and you might i mean from from a college athletic standpoint you might be able to get a couple networks involved uh, you know hey espn if you want to have these exclusive rights and bid but um we got five six seven eight playoff games and we could put some of those on on cbs or mm-hmm. on um you know other channels so that'll be a fascinating thing to watch but yeah i, I feel like it's got to get hashed out sooner than 2026 well look at your regular season partners CBS has uh, has a deal with uh, with the SEC. Yeah, Fox does Big Ten, Big Twelve. Yep, and then of course ESPN, and and they all have you know like CBS has their CBS Sports Channel, and then they they do I think some Mountain West stuff. So mm-hmm. everybody has relationships and partnerships. So yeah, I mean th- to me, if you look at the NCAA basketball tournament, 
and, and look just how big that thing has is has exploded. There's no way that in football you wouldn't expect the same thing to for this event to explode. And, and honestly, there's enough dollars to go around. I, I, I don't think there's enough room on the paper to put all the zeros at the end when it comes to putting this thing together. There's going to be a lot of money for a lot of people. Oh, there is for sure. And it's it's going to be a huge event. So get all those partners involved and see how it shakes out. But I, I think there's definitely there there's an opportunity to get this thing uh, going in the right direction in a hurry. What do you think about uh, name, image, and likeness in in what Mac thought. I mean, it sounds like they're prepared. Uh, I haven't dug into the Texas bill. I just, I I think it's a shame that we're not seeing a uniform policy across the board. And I I feel like that's the NCAA's fault for dragging their feet. But this is going to be, this might, I think this has the potential to become a huge recruiting advantage for certain states Mm -hmm. and certain areas. Um, You know, if you go somewhere in the Southeast or in the Big 12 and you have a chance to make some money and you can't elsewhere... Well, I think that factors into your decision. I know it n- might not for every single person, but I think it does for some. And we'll, we'll let's see how that plays out. But uh, I, I'm with Mac. I can't imagine a federal con- I mean, Congress doesn't do anything fast. So I don't think legislation's coming down the tracks anytime soon. No, but if you don't find something that's equitable, well, here's what I can assure you. There's going to be a lawsuit or lawsuits. I mean, if, if, if brand, if, if school a has this, this huge advantage over school B. School B's not going to st- sit by idly by and, and and not you know wave their arms and stomp their feet. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. They first of all, would you expect them to? You you can't have an advantage. There's enough advantages as there is. So you're going to add some more. There's no way you're going to see a lawsuit before it's all said and done. I, I think. I mean, so why not get? They're horrible about getting out in front of things, and and this appears to be another one. They are. I mean, they're just bad at it, and, and this has been a another failure. Um, we we knew this was coming, and they just they didn't get it done. So now you have a mess on your hands as far as different states with different laws. <laughs> Here's a crazy one, and I've said this a million times. Why not blow up the NCAA if you're if you're the member institutions? Why not get in a room, all the presidents, all the, you know, get in a room, all the ADs, blow it up. Create a new governing body for college athletics. Why not? Because this organization doesn't seem to be able to do what their their job responsibilities call for, and that's governing college athletics. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. I mean, they, I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 to me, it's, it's a difficult I don't know. Fifteen after five, you get to where you just you're just frustrated with them, and, and uh, it's and that's a a very frustrating situation. And so, the, it, it's pretty clear though that the face of college athletics is changing right before our very eyes. Five fifteen, fifteen after five. We're going to step aside. When we come back, Stephen, you're going to talk about Big Twelve quarterbacks, Big Twelve running backs, and just where we are in the league when it comes to uh, moving into this, this fall.
Yeah, I think the identity of the league is changing, and we'll discuss that next on Game Time on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see mostly clear skies tonight. Again, just a few clouds around, but dry conditions as low temperatures fall to 76 degrees. A few clouds tomorrow morning, otherwise mostly sunny. It's going to be a hot and humid day with a high of 96. Our heat index in the afternoon, 102. And mostly sunny, hot and humid weather continues on Saturday with a high of 96. Join me every week night during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Trey Young put in 48 points last night, and the Suns take a 1-0 lead in the East Finals, beating the Bucks 116 to 113. Tonight in the Western Conference Finals, the Suns are at the Clippers. Suns lead that series 2-0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. The Stanley Cup semifinals continue tonight with Vegas at Montreal. Montreal has a 3-2 lead in that series. Several teams in the area head to College Station today for the start of the 7-on-7 state championships. Temple, Harker Heights, China Spring, Lorena, Lake Belton, and Academy have all qualified. Astros on a 10-game winning streak, blasting Baltimore last night 13 to nothing. Now head to Detroit for a series with the Tigers, 6-10 first pitch. Rangers try to start their own streak today with the afternoon game with the A's. You can catch that game over on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Five nineteen. We're nineteen minutes after five. This is game time on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Our five o'clock hour this afternoon is brought to you in part by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. They're currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All openings start at seventeen dollars an hour or more, and you can apply at seventy six hundred one Imperial Drive. I, we were talking during just a moment ago. You Shorty's Pizza. You like Shorty's Pizza, Stephen. You 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 you've been there and you've been a part of the Shorty's thing. And what's your favorite pie at Shorty's? 
Well, you know, I, I'm a pretty simple man. I just like a good pepperoni, and, and Shorty's does a great job. You know, one thing I like about Shorty's is sometimes it's hard, depending on how people cut their pizza, to know, like, okay, is, is three pieces going to fill me up? Is four? But Shorty's, the, the slices are so thick. It's so good. So much cheese and sauce there that I eat two, and I'm like, okay, I, I got to tap out here. But it gives me plenty for leftovers. It's good to share with somebody. Um, it, it's a great place. And they also have wings. Uh, that tastes really good as well. And if you get the wings there, ask for the Sikkim sauce. That's kind of their signature. But Shorty's Pizza Shack, great place to go. Good atmosphere. Uh, nice place to watch a game. So if you're thinking College World Series tonight, NBA playoffs, run run down there to Shorty's Pizza Shack. And, and that's a great point. You don't have to buy a 14-inch pie or an 18-inch mm-hmm. pie. You can buy it by the slice. And there's not many places where you buy pizza by the slice in this town. No, there's not. Uh, but it's a cool thing. It makes you kind of feel like you're a New Yorker almost. You're just getting pizza by the slice. And uh, Shorty's does that well. Absolutely. Shorty's Pizza Shack, they're 12th and Bagby. Hey, if you want to call in an order, maybe you want to pick it up on the way home this afternoon as uh, you wrap up your work day, getting ready for some college baseball tonight, you can call them at 235-2646. It's 235-2646. And you can check them out online at shortyspizzashack.com. All right, 521, 21 after 5. Now, you come charging in the the, uh, the office today, and you said the face of the Big 12 is... <laughs> is changing and by golly we're going to talk about it i said all right so what are we talking about here that's that's exactly how i talk every day i just (laughs) yell i yell sports opinions at tom as soon as i hit the door uh so my friend josh neighbors who you know tom he's Mm -hmm. had him on the show before he does a locked on big 12 podcast and i usually join him once a week and earlier this week he called me and he said hey i'm i'm doing this uh ranking and i want your opinion i want you to rank the big 12 quarterbacks for me Wow. One to 10. So I start going in my head and I came to the realization pretty quickly. The quarterbacks in this league are not very good or at least unproven. So Spencer Rattler, in my mind, number one, Mm -hmm. had a a great year last year. Lincoln Riley is a great coach. Oklahoma is always going to score a lot of points. I think Brock Purdy is probably number two and Brock's a solid quarterback. He was a little inconsistent. Spencer Sanders is who I had at three at Oklahoma State. Again, similar to Brock Purdy, big talent, some inconsistency there. But after that, you get to a few guys like Skylar Thompson at Kansas State, Max Duggan at TCU, Jarrett Dagey at West Virginia. I think you could throw all those names in a hat and pick one of them out, and you could rank them one, two, three, you know, or four, five, six, based on what they've done. They're all, you know, game managers, essentially. Uh and you have some quarterbacks battles, too, at Texas. Casey Thompson and Hudson Carter battling it out. And Waco, of course, we have Jacob Zeno, Gary Bohannon, and apparently Blake Shapin that are battling it out. Texas Tech, Tyler Shook is coming in from Oregon, and he's presumed to get the starting job. But we don't know a lot about him. At Kansas, who knows? But bottom line is, a lot of these schools, Tom, you're either looking at either – quarterbacks that are inconsistent or still trying to prove themselves or are you have a quarterback battle. You don't know who that guy is. And I think for a long time, the big 12 was known as a pass happy league. It was all about score, 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 Mm -hmm. go as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about defense. And we saw some great quarterbacks get churned out. I mean, obviously Art Browse had the factory with RG three and Bryce Petty and Seth Russell. Let's goes on. Patrick Mahomes at Texas tech was incredible. 
Oklahoma's had their run of Mayfield and Murray and Rattler. Texas has had some good ones come through. But I think the league is really shifting. You have coaches now that are more defensive-minded. Neil Brown at West Virginia, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, Matt Campbell at Iowa State, Gary Patterson at TCU, Dave Aranda at Baylor. All these people I'm naming are former defensive coordinators that got head coaching jobs, and they have a different mentality. And I think while the quarterback position is down, the running back position is really good. Like Iowa State, Brees Hall, he had 1,500 rushing yards last year. But John Robinson at Texas, he he only got 86 carries, but he averaged eight yards a carry, 703 yards. Letty Brown at West Virginia had over 1,000 yards. Zach Evans at TCU was averaging seven yards a carry in 54 attempts last year. LD Brown's going to step in for Chuba Hubbard at Oklahoma State. Deuce Vaughn at Kansas State had over 1,000 all-purpose yards, 642 yards rushing and 434 yards receiving. So, Tom, have I convinced you that the Big 12 is no longer, and I'd love to hear our people's thoughts too, 254-662-1660. This is no longer a league, at least right now, that is all about throwing the football all over the place, that has great quarterbacks. It's now about defense and the running game. Are you convinced? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it has evolved. And, and what's funny to me is there's more pass-happy programs in the SEC, I think, than in mm-hmm. the Big 12 right now. Today. Oh, yeah. Uh, today. Now, the question I have is, and I was while you, were, while you were talking about some of these guys past and present, I kept thinking about Texas high school football and just how they do develop quarterbacks. But they don't appear to be staying in state. They don't appear to be staying in conference. Why is that? Why are these guys that are being developed all over this state? And we got some great quarterbacks coming out of the, the state. And I attribute a lot of that to, Stephen, 7-on-7 seven seven that's going on today that we just talked to Ray Biles about. That's a big part of it. I mean, also, the bottom line is you go to a high school game just about anywhere in the state, and Tom and EP, you know this because you do games on Friday nights. Um, if somebody's under center, that's a surprise. Shock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just guys are going out of the gun pretty much exclusively. And you still have teams that run the slot T. You still have teams that are more physically minded. But for the most part, you're at least running spread. Even if you're running the football, you're running it out of a spread concept, out of a shotgun formation. Yeah, there's no question. Um, Yeah, that's the million-dollar question. I I can't specifically say why athletes are not staying in state. You know, the latest was Quinn Ewers at South Lake Carroll. He was committed to Texas. Then he decommits, and he commits to Ohio State. Um, I mean, the, the truth of it for me is I think... If you're a high-level recruit, you're probably thinking, I want to play for a national championship. I want to play in the NFL. And the hard truth is Texas teams haven't done that in a while. You know, the University of Texas hasn't been on that stage. Uh, The Big 12 in general, where most of the schools are located, they haven't won a playoff game yet. Oklahoma's been there a few times, but they haven't broken through. And I just, I think Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, um, you could maybe throw Georgia in that mix. Those are the those are the places right now that win big games, and that's where kids want to go. You mentioned those DCs that are now head coaches. You mentioned running backs, and and maybe the league evolving more into a running a running league. Does that correlate to quality defense? Because I I have always believed, and I maybe did wrong, but I've always believed when when you're spreading the field from sideline to sideline, guys. And your first step as an offensive lineman is backwards and pass protect. 
that that you cannot make your defense when you go good on good in practice. How do you make that defense better? How do you develop that front that front seven in defense if you are a pass happy offense and you're backing up constantly well, let, and let, not going forward? Let me ask you this: I think there's been some good offensive linemen that have come from Oklahoma, but what, who was the last great defensive lineman in the Big Twelve that went on to do great things in the NFL? I can't name him. I can't either. <laughs> I, I mean, and Dominic and Sue's the first one that comes to mind, and that was a long, long time Boy, ago. Boy, was it ever. That was the Detroit Lions. I mean, you can go on and on. No. You know, there's been some local guys like Tommy Harris had a really good career at Oklahoma and then went on to play. But when, when the NFL draft comes around, the amount of defensive tackles, especially defensive tackles, I think that's the biggest difference. The SEC, just about every team has a dude in the middle. That mm-hmm. is a guy. And I know uh, Baylor's trying to do that with Apu Aika this year from the transfer from LSU. But they have the SEC has both the edge rushers, right, coming to the QB, and then they have that guy that's just eating space in the middle. Big Twelve doesn't really have that. I mean, Joseph Osai was I, I think the best pass rusher in the Big Twelve this year, and I'd have to look to see what round he got drafted in. But I know it wasn't the first round. Um, there's just there's not those dominant players in this league at those positions in the trenches. I, I feel like O line. You know, there's there's some, but it's it's not there on the defensive line. So the question is, if this is an evolution from throwing to running the football, do you do you see a correlation of defenses in this league getting better? I think so. I mean, I don't know if it goes as far as to getting guys who are playing on Sundays, but I mean, we saw here Matt Rule focused on defense. Dave Miranda's taking that torch. Uh, TCU has always been defensive school. I think that's what Chris Kleiman wants to do at Kansas State. Iowa State's offense has gotten a lot better, but initially when Matt Campbell started stirring things up, it was with that 3-3-5 front and that defense that he had. You brought up TCU, which is a great example. When TCU offensively started throwing the ball a lot more, didn't you think their productivity on defense went down? And It's the same head coach slash defensive coordinator. Well, yeah, and and that's just a numbers game. I mean, I think the more possessions you have to face, the more points you're going to give up. And Gary, uh, you know, a big debate right now is Gary Patterson scrapped that. Like, as good as they were, he told Doug Meacham, hey, you have to slow this down. And Doug Meacham ended up saying, well, I'm going to leave then. And then they promoted Sonny Cumbie, and they that didn't work, and now they've hired Doug Meacham back. But they got away from that. And um, in the SEC, conversely, though, you've seen Nick Saban – his team's giving up more points. Now, their defense is still good. They're giving up more points, but I think he understands the way to win now is to score. So they've gone to more of a hurry-up, more of a spread. Uh, and LSU did that when they won the national title. That defense was serviceable, but they also had games like against Ole Miss where they were giving up a lot of points. Uh, we need to go to break. Let me throw some breaking news out here to you, Tom, and we can hit this in the grab bag as well. LSU baseball hired Arizona baseball head coach Jay Johnson this afternoon about 15 minutes ago run that by again jay johnson arizona baseball coach he's just been hired at lsu are you kidding me we we all had that on our list didn't we we didn't so tony vitello staying at tennessee tim corbin obviously staying at vandy they're going to the pac-12 florida you get to keep your guy yeah arizona was in the college world series this year they went uh out in two games but yeah jay johnson from arizona he's headed to lsu wow how about that all right 
Man, uh, 5.31, this is game time here on ESPN and in Fox Sports Central Texas. We're glad you're with us. Tell you what let's do. Uh, man, I, I wanted to keep that conversation going. I, I love it, talking some football. Uh, let's uh, let's give away a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Uh, Stephen, we'll meet you over there. And uh, I do like Double R. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good it's stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so Sawyer and Steven will have a have some cheeseburger baskets waiting for you. We'll take caller five right now at two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Caller five two five four six six two sixteen sixty. I'm gonna hook you up with a couple of cheeseburger baskets from our friends at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Caller five at two five four six six two sixteen sixty. When we come back, we will dive into the grab bag. We'll do that next right here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Trey Young put in 48 points last night, and the Suns take a 1-0 lead in the East Finals, beating the Bucks 116 to 113. Tonight in the Western Conference Finals, the Suns are at the Clippers. Suns lead that series 2-0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. The Stanley Cup semifinals continue tonight with Vegas at Montreal. Montreal has a 3-2 lead in that series. Several teams in the area head to College Station today for the start of the 7-on-7 state championships. Temple, Harker Heights, China Spring, Lorena, Lake Belton, and Academy have all qualified. Astros on a 10-game winning streak, blasting Baltimore last night 13 to nothing. Now head to Detroit for a series with the Tigers, 6-10 first pitch. Rangers try to start their own streak today with the afternoon game with the A's. You can catch that game over on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 535, let's dive into grab bag here this afternoon. And we will begin by talking college baseball. How about this one? Steven, I know you're a college baseball fan, just like mm-hmm. I am. The uh, Shriners Hospital for Children College Classic for 2022. They've announced their, their uh, field. I, and I, I saw this. This is a, a big honor for uh, Coach Rodriguez's team. Coach Rod and the Bears, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, UCLA, and the LSU Tigers under coach Jay Johnson from Arizona. And, uh, yeah, hey, welcome to the season, Baylor. <laughs> Why don't you play this field? You know, Tom, that's, I mean, that's like the premier tournament in college baseball, I would say, to open the season. And there are a few other ones. They're, they've been doing one in Round Rock now for a few seasons. Frisco has one now. Frisco has one now. Uh, but the Shriners. <laughs> and so does the Globe. So does Globe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was a huge deal, that Big 12 kind of SEC challenge. I don't know if they'll continue that. I assume they will. But the the Shriners in, in Houston is a huge, huge deal. It's a great cause, obviously, benefiting that hospital. And there's always a couple teams that were in the College World Series. Uh, that's a great list of, of teams. Yeah, and uh, Baylor going to be in the mix there. A chance for them to, to start the season with some statement wins, potentially. I was just looking at the uh, the list of – Thinking about the list of coaches that uh, that are going to be there with uh, with those programs, and you know, from Coach Savage over at UCLA, this is this is a heck of a deal. This is a great tournament. Have you ever got to go to this event? I know it's in Houston, and it's uh, you know it's February, and, and right. But yeah, I haven't. I wish I could have got up there before, but um, I've actually never been. Funny enough, I've never been to Minute Maid. Like, I've, really, I've had a chance to go to Astros game, and it just didn't work out. Uh, and my wife's family, they're big Astros fans, so we've talked about going, but it just hasn't happened yet. I need to get out there, though. I, I have been several times to this to this event. It is a, uh, a great, great event, and uh, I, I love it. And yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, February, we better jot that, that date down. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, uh, that game down. time may have to originate from Minute Maid. That, get a few uh, remotes over there. That'd be fun. <laughs> I'm telling you. So we, we may have to pencil that one in, Stevens. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you. So that'd be a lot of fun. All right, so uh, let's see. What else do we have here? And you got to help me with this because we were just talking about your memory <clears throat> and just how much uh, you can you, you have recall. The, the National Football League is scrapping its one-helmet rule starting in 2022, saying in a memo obtained by The Athletic on Thursday that the teams will be permitted to wear a alternate color helmet for the first time in a decade. The rule was established in 2013 to improve player safety, requiring teams to have only one helmet color so players would practice and play in the same helmet. Hang on a second here. Am I not? Am I dreaming? Don't the Cowboys have an alternate helmet and have for several years that white helmet with a blue star? And they would use that a lot like at uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, they wear those kind of throwback uniforms. And that helmet, that's actually one of my favorite, or my favorite Cowboys helmet. That is their alternate helmet. So I assume they'll break that back out. A lot, they, of, a lot of potential there, though, and uh, I didn't realize there was a one-helmet rule, but that that's funny. So how were they able to do that if there was a one-helmet rule? Well, I guess it was instituted recently, and they're uh, getting rid of it now, but I can't remember what they wore on Thanksgiving this year. I mean, I know I've watched games in the past five or six years where they've had that white helmet on with the blue star. It says that the rule was established in 2013. I'm telling you, they've had a white helmet on. I don't know. That's why I was like, okay, I'm going to read it, but you guys are going to have to talk about it. And usually the Lions wear like those um, silver domes that they had back in the 
30s. Solid with, no, with, without, Solid with without, nothing on them. Without the, yeah. uh, the stripe. That's without exactly the stripe. right. So we see that from time to time. And I know they've done, I, I guess they didn't have a different helmet with it, but the NFL's done those color rush uniforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's a lot there that's kind of confusing. All right, so... Rick Kyrlaw did not get to apply for unemployment. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's, he's back working. Uh, got him a four-year deal with the Indiana Pacers, and he has said that he is, uh, he is thinking that the, the Mavericks he, – he's trying to give uh, Mark Cuban a little help, and, and he says that he hopes Jason Kidd is the next head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's sort of bizarre that he's giving hiring advice on his way out of town. Jason Kidd has been an assistant coach a, a few different places. He's been a head coach for the Bucks and the Nets. I wasn't super impressed um, with his coaching resume so far. Now, I will say it's difficult to – Jason Kidd went straight from the court to the coaching booth. Like, he immediately got a coaching job, and I think that's hard to do. Um, I would not be thrilled with that. I really thought – Rick Carlisle, I think he's a good coach. He Obviously, he won a, a title with the Mavericks. Um, now it's been 10 years. They haven't won a first round series. I understand at a certain point, it's just kind of like, okay, is it better for us to separate, right? Like, is it better for us to just part ways? But the idea of Jason Kidd being the head coach does not excite me. I still think the real problem though is Tom, they just don't have a lot of good players around Luka Doncic. And no matter who you bring in, if you're not going to get a better roster, coaching can only do so much. I think Rick Carlisle is a good coach. I don't think there's a ton of guys in the NBA that are a lot better than him, but we'll see. Maybe, I mean, maybe some fresh insights, some fresh ideas could do wonders uh, for this team. I'm not a fan of the Jason Kidd idea, though. The NFL, we're back to the National Football League. The NFL has informed its teams that it will accept bids from cities other than Indy to uh, host the uh, annual scouting combine beginning in 2023. Can't you see... Jerry Jones and the Jones family moving, uh, you know, beating uh-huh. down the door at City Hall in Arlington to get that event at AT&T. I'm sure he's already put a bid in. And, I mean, okay, fine. Like, put the scouting combine somewhere else. I don't care. Uh, forgive my ignorance. Are there fans at the scouting combine? Like, what's what's the point of hosting other than just having all I don't the, know. the scouts there? Um, cause I, I heard Omar Rees on, on this eruption day. He's great. He's from the NFL network. And he said, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be weird for us. Cause so many reporters are used to just going to Indianapolis and they have their favorite restaurants there. But if the NFL makes this a big event, like they do the draft, I'm sure it'll be successful. Uh, I just, I don't really understand the point of, of hosting the scouting combine, but sure. Move it around. Fine. Whatever, whatever you want to do. <laughs> what is it? It's a bunch of guys running around in their underwear, jumping up and down. Right. I mean, yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's just physical testing and it's like, it shouldn't, it's just, it's become a TV event. Like it shouldn't be a TV event, but the NFL networks made it one and enough people are watching that they're going to keep doing it. All right. Uh, there you go. That is our, uh, that is our grab bag. It's five 17 away for six. And Oh, by the way, congratulations to John McDonald, a winner boy, John, uh, John's been a long time listener to this radio station. John is a winner of uh, double R old fashioned hamburgers from Perry and David and shine and everybody over at double R and we'll do it again uh, next week. So there you go. All right. Five 44 we're 16 away from six. This is game time here on ESPN central tech. 
Texas. We want to take a second and talk about Morrison's Gifts. Uh, you know, at Morrison's Gifts, you can uh, you can get anything. I mean, absolutely anything. And uh, they're going to gift wrap it for you, and then you're going to take it home to Mama, and she is going to love you. John Hart Leather Goods, key rings, candles, jewelry. So, man, if it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, whatever the case may be, check out Morrison's Gifts. They've been in business since 1979, and uh, they uh, – they're located next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. You're going to love doing business with them. I love going in there just hanging around and going, hey, I don't have a clue. Can you help me? Yes, we can. And, boy, by the time you're done with your shopping experience, they, they, they ought to teach a class at Morrison's. I just thought about this, a class on how to shop for, for your significant other uh, because they know how to do it, and we don't. I mean, we, and, you know, if you're honest, you don't. Uh, anyway, so check out Morrison's Gifts. They're at 4308 West Waco Drive. It is a 544, 16 shy of 6 on a Thursday afternoon. This is Game Time on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts and Child Development, Associate of Arts and Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule, but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something then let the pros at mallory screen printing and embroidery do the job for you they can customize your logo on t-shirts caps dress shirts golf shirts winter apparel and more stickers for any occasion banners and signs large or small see more at malloryprint.com or call 1-800-433-2220 for your next custom screen printing or embroidery check out their full catalog at malloryprint.com Lockridge Priest has been providing cost-effective mechanical, electrical, and plumbing services for over 50 years. Family-owned and operated, Lockridge Priest is the largest mechanical contractor in Central Texas with over 300 skilled and knowledgeable employees. Let Lockridge Priest help you with all your mechanical contracting needs. Call Lockridge Priest today at 888-878-1531 or visit us online at LockridgePriest.com. Lockridge Priest, making life comfortable since 1960. 
Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. All right, 548, we're a dozen minutes away from uh, 6 o'clock here on a, what is this, Thursday afternoon. Tom and, and Stephen and EP, we're glad you're with us in our 5 o'clock hour, is uh, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. All right, Stephen, I had, I had, I had penciled in uh, uh, Vanderbilt on, a, on an airplane ticket to, back to, uh, to Nashville <laughs> last night to, what a bizarre – you know, but that is the beauty of baseball. You, When you think you've seen it all, you haven't seen it all. What a strange ending to what was a, a pretty darn good baseball game. But Vandy Vandy chased that whole game. Mm-hmm. They were they – were, They were down 4 nothing early, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah they, they were down. They chipped into that lead. It was 5-4 going into the ninth. Um, you know, Stanford made kind of an interesting move, but I, I like the risk putting Brandon back in there, who's the Pac-12 pitcher of the year and is usually a starter coming out of the pen – and hey, it's it's one to go home. Like, yeah, get get your best guy out there. And he was cruising. He got two quick outs in the ninth, and then a walk. And an well, in- did you see how he came into the game? He came into the game, I think, in the seventh yeah, inning for the count. They, right. Yeah. They, they, it was like one and one, and they, boy, out of that dugout came that the the head co- boy. He got him in the game in a hurry. He did. And he retired eight in a row. And he was doing great. He gets a pop. You know, he gets a strikeout and a pop out, or actually, it was a ground out and a pop out, and then a walk. A little infield single in the hole at short that put runners in the corners. Uh, a base knock ties it, and then a wild pitch ends the game, and it wasn't even close. I mean, he just sailed it to the backstop. Sailed to the backstop so far that it got stuck in, like, the netting. Yeah. And there was nothing the catcher could do. A uh, really tough way for Vandy to lose. But, you know, I mean, it, Tom, it's re- it's hard to get the last out. It's hard to get those last few outs. It's hard to get that last out. And Vandy, they just bared down. They got it done. Um, and now they'll have a chance to, to take a run at NC State. Got to beat them a couple times, but they're another team like Texas. They have the pitching depth to do it. Beck took his cap off. Did you see his facial expression? You want to talk about shock? I've never mm-hmm. seen somebody that you know. Just, I mean, he was. He was, yeah, he was, he was inconsolable. Yeah, it was just unbelievable how that thing finished. And you're right, he came into the game and he was dealing. He was, he was. Cr- I mean, there's no reason. Like, Stanford didn't have anybody up, but they didn't need to have anybody up. It's two outs, nobody on. And, and like you said, that's your guy. That's your guy. You think the game's over. Or, you know, at, at least, at the very least, you're just saying, well, we're going to go down with him one way or the other. Uh, just a, a really tough way to lose. And felt for those Stanford kids, especially Beck. Um, that's that's not how you want to go out. But it, it's baseball. That's what happens sometimes. Yep, there you go. So, uh that one, uh, that one goes that way, and so now it is tonight another elimination game. You got Virginia and Texas uh, with the winner moving on to play Mississippi State. The loser will uh, will have uh, will get on a plane, fly home, and and have wrapped up a pretty darn successful season. That's right. I mean, you're down to the the final five now. It'll be four after this evening um, in Texas. They're set up pretty well. Got to win tonight, though, and that that's the key. Virginia's a good team. 
Um, they Their lineup struggles, but they've come up with big hits. Their pitching has been superb. So it should be a fun one again in Omaha. And uh, this is this is what you love, elimination games like that in the College World Series. All right, so we had we had uh, Ray Biles on the program talking Texas high school football in 7-on-7. Seven seven. We also had Mac Rhodes on the program uh, discussing a, uh, several things, but uh, a lot of it had to do with basically the, the – the uh, where we're headed with college football and, and NIL and, and the Supreme Court. What was your big takeaway from today's program? I think Baylor's prepared. I mean, I feel like they're ready to attack these things. You know, it, it seems like the, the Supreme Court lawsuit, they knew what was happening there. They have a plan. Um, name, image, and likeness. I, I still – I just think there's only so much you can control – it's going to be kind of the Wild West for a little while. But eventually, Mac seems to think that'll stabilize. And um, they, they sound confident that they know what they're going to do and how they're going to approach it. Yeah, he did. He said it exactly like like you said, like they got a handle on it. And they're uh, pretty much prepared for whatever comes down the pike. All right, uh, coming up on tomorrow's program, remember Robert Flores from Channel 10? He uh, And he's then went on to ESPN, and then now he's with Major League Baseball on the MLB Network. Robert's going to be on the program tomorrow afternoon, talks to Major League Baseball with us around 4.30. So, uh, and then we'll have some other goodies for you on a fun Friday. That is going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. For EP and for Steven, I'm Tom. Thanks and good night. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics.